0: You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. All right. So we know what's happened in fine city of Seattle with some of our crime indicators since we've so defunded the police, but we've been, we've checked out, we've, I've checked, I've talked a lot about Chicago. I've talked a lot about, uh, Portland. How can we, how can we forget about Portland? What's going on down in Austin, Texas? What happened there? They defunded their police department by about 30% by about a third. So we're going to talk about Austin today. Here's what happened to violent crime rates when Texas Capitol defunded the police. We haven't done a lot of time on Austin. I've got family down in Austin. I've got my workout partner down in Austin right now, just hanging out, doing stuff. A lot going on in Austin. Joe Rogan's there. It's what we're going to talk about today there's another example of exactly kind of what's going on all over in cities that are defunded at the police. Mm, crime rates, specifically some crime rates we're going to investigate. They have, they, have, they have not gone down. Let's just put it that way, right? All right. Before we get into it, if you're new here, welcome. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news from that perspective, a perspective some might say is reasonable. Uh Uh-oh, can't have that word, reasonable. Can't be reasonable in today's world, can we? All right, let's give it a whirl. Drivers heading south on U.S. Route 183 in Austin, Texas, have become familiar with a billboard urging city police officers to relocate to none other than Spokane, Washington. So we've got a local spin here from the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Shout out to Spokane, Washington. They put a big billboard up. And they are saying to become deputy sheriffs in Spokane, Washington, and we'll give you a $15,000 bonus. Hmm. Interesting, right? I have heard of this. I don't know. Is this uh, billboard still up? I'd love to know. Austin folks, let me know. Have you seen this billboard? Is is this? I've heard a bunch about it. And it's like, it's so random, like Spokane. That's so the other side of the mountains from where I'm at here in in Western Washington, but Spokane's like, yeah, you know what? You sheriffs, come our way. Deputy sheriffs, come our way. We'll take you up here in upper left USA. The Spokane County Sheriff's Office has targeted Texas capital city, Austin, already in a personnel crunch as the homicide rate reached a record high, along with other jurisdictions that recently slashed police budgets. So we've got these record spikes in crime during a time period where we've got the fewest police officers, the fewest uh, officers of the law on the streets are available to to handle said crime and handle said increases in crime. Amid the defund the police movement in 2020, the Austin City Council cut the police budget by about one third and eventually lost 150 officers. In August, shortly before the city reached its all-time record for annual homicides, the council... ah. They restored the funding. Yeah, that whole defunding thing. Oh, not good. We need to do we need to do the opposite of defunding and we need to do some refunding. This has just been and this has been the same story in a lot of these cities, right? It's just it and and we're gonna get into it, but we can't early on in the podcast here, we can't put all of the blame upon defunding the police for these rises in crime, right? Can't do that. But this is not the time to have the fewest number of officers of the law on the streets uh, in recent history, right? So, in the eighties, that's when you saw like some of the some of the mo- most recent big spikes in homicide. Early eighties, that was you know drug and gang violence related, right? Straight up. I mean, you just you saw it, you hit the headlines and you're like, holy crap, what is going on here? All right, yeah. Got some drugs rolling through and we got the gangs who run them. They're doing their thing. So Austin is an incredibly fast-growing city. So we have more people coming in. We are losing about 15 police officers a month. Influx of people. Outgoing tide of police officers. And this is per Lars Troutman, National Director of the Right on Crime Program for the Austin-based think tank, Texas Public Policy Foundation. He told the Daily Signal. All right. So and now we've got a giant billboard go up along one of our highways from the Spokane Sheriff's Department trying to lure our police officers away, Troutman said. It's certainly not something that Austin residents like to see on their drive to work in the morning. Huh? Well, I I, I can imagine that. I can imagine that. I mean, that's that's I mean, you're you're kind of poaching police officers. But if it's known that you're in an area where police officers are leaving, you might as well put the word out. If you've got job openings, giant billboard, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. Is it, is it poaching? I don't think so. I mean, it, it, it is straight up, but if there's, a, if there's an exodus of cops, sheriffs, you got to go somewhere, right? Yeah, this place sucks. Where are we going to go? Did you see that billboard? we should check out Spokane. So the Austin City Council restored the police budget and then some largely to comply with the new Texas law that withholds state aid to jurisdictions that defund their police force. Oh, we've got legislation, we need to pump some money into the police force. yeah. politically not good. (laughs) You know, we were on board with that whole defund the police thing. And till it just went really sideways on us. And Now, oh, we've got legislation, we need to refund the police. Let's do that. But the the Austin Police Department still struggles with a personnel shortage. What? What? That's unique. No, the labor shortage everywhere. And on top of the labor shortage everywhere, when you're in an industry like law enforcement in general, yeah, you know, everybody's been just hating on law enforcement. Twenty twenty was just one big hate fest on police, right? On law enforcers of any kind, whether it's fat or state or sheriff or whatever. Yeah, we we don't like them at all anymore. They're they're the worst. I mean, it's just a big political deal, right? But a a ton of police departments are struggling. This is not just an Austin thing. I mean, Seattle. Uh, you, you name it, the ones that defunded their their police departments. Yeah, they've come right back around Minneapolis. Check out that story. That's a wild one, right? The council's budget cut last year brought the number of officers from 1949 to 1809. However, as of Thursday, the Austin Police Department employed 1612 officers, a police spokesman told the Daily Signal. So you've got these websites that have these numbers. And then you've got the actual personnel big disparity there need to update the update those websites, right. And then here in the state of Washington, we are looking at uh, firing uh, a whole bunch of our police officers, because they haven't been vexed. We'll just have to, yeah, and the mayor is mayor is waffled a little bit on well, we really hope that they'll do the right thing and they'll get the vaccination. Um, will will you fire them if they don't have it by the deadline? Well, <laughs> I believe firmly that Police officers will do the right thing, and, and they'll take the jab. That's that's what I believe. I'm talking as if I'm the mayor of Seattle, not really answering the question, but not saying uh, outright, "Yeah, we're going to fire them if they don't get the jab. We're going to fire them." Not really saying that. I think it's a wait and see game. It's that chicken game of ah. Oh, well, how many are there? And if there is only a handful, they're going to get fired, guaranteed. But we'll just have to wait and see. It's the game of chicken with the jab and your job, right? The council, the Austin council, uh, voted 92 late Thursday night to confirm department veteran Joseph Chacon, who is white as the city's new police chief, over the objections of the NAACP leaders and other activists who favored one of two black candidates from the Los Angeles or Dallas forces. Chacon, previously an assistant chief, had served as interim chief for about six months when city manager Spencer Cronk appointed him to the post. On a permanent basis last week, the Austin American statesman reported. The newspaper reported that the council's vote to confirm Chacon as chief came a day after he announced that the department no longer would respond to some calls due to limited staffing, including burglary in cases where the intruder has left the scene, plus auto theft, vandalism, and other thefts. Well, don't have enough cops, can't respond. We've seen that one play out how many times? Just... All right, probably going to work on just priority one, priority two calls. The rest, we'll get to them if we can. That's when you've got limited supply of police officers and increasing demand of crime. That is what happens. Well, we'll get to the ones we can't. Hope you don't have an ongoing crime issue that requires our assistance because there's a lot of other people that do too. So homicides are at a 37-year high. The homicide rate this year in Austin, with the population topping 950,000, so a a couple hundred grand more than Seattle, uh, is the highest recorded in the 61 years such data has been available. The homicide rate, highest in 61 years. As of September 12th, 60 homicides had occurred so far in 2021, more than any calendar year on record. According to statistics compiled by KVEU TV, Austin's ABC affiliate, and the whatever Crime Stopper, the number of homicides in Austin is the highest point since 1984, which saw 59 murders the entire calendar year. That's when things were just going bonkers, right? It's also up significantly from 48 homicides in 2020. And we're only in September, or we're in October now, uh, first week in October, right? So we had 39 homicides in 2019 and 35 in 2018. And we are at um, 60. So record-breaking territory in, a, uh, in an area where you don't want to be raking records. You, you want to be going the other way. From June 2020 through April 2021, Austin's homicide rate increased by 44%. From the same period a year earlier, according to data from the law enforcement legal defense fund. All right, during that same period, police retirements increased by 65% and resignations increased by 63%. All right, so increase doesn't take a genius to work these numbers. Homicide rate goes up by 44%. Police retirements up 65%. Resignations up 63. Mm, Those stats aren't working in the right direction. Crime began to spike across the nation in the wake of protests after uh, the George Floyd deal. Beyond funding, a drop in society's support of police also prompted departures by officers. Yes, that did obviously happen. Um, It said Jason Johnson, president of Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund, Johnson notes that Travis County District Attorney Jose Garza, a Democrat who has jurisdiction over Austin, prioritizes prosecutions of police officers. Hmm. Violent crimes, homicides, non fatal shootings, carjackings have gone up in cities that target their police, Johnson told the Daily Signal. Restoring funding doesn't restore a police department. Many of the officers leave these departments for self preservation. Okay, that seem reasonable. I think it does. Or, you know, you're going to leave the department. Maybe you leave the industry. I don't know. Recruiting in full swing. Here we've come back full circle to, all right, let's refund the police. Correlation doesn't necessarily mean causation, the Texas Public Policy Foundation's Troutman said, but studies show that police forces deter homicide. That is not shocking, is it? I mean, this is just kind of like uh yeah all right yeah when you have more cops on the streets able to cover said crime guess what happens hmm interesting so when you have a city like Austin which cut their budget by a third in the course of one year and has an ongoing officer shortage certainly common sense and research would suggest that that might be related might be related to the homicide spike we are seeing here Chapman said it's probably related but it's not the direct cause certainly doesn't help when you have fewer cops than normal. No, that's we're we're not going in the right direction here. Refunding the police I believe that's in the right direction, but you're going to have to deal with a whole bunch of just cluster you-know-what during the meantime where you don't have enough cops in the streets of these cities. The 11-member Austin City Council unanimously voted last year to cut $21.5 million from the police budget and shift another $128 million to other city departments, which led to dissolving some police units and canceling cadet classes. Mayor Steve Adler, also a member of the council, supported the budget cut. Council races officially are nonpartisan, but Adler and the other current current council members, they're they're Democrats. Mm. After Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed legislation in June to penalize municipalities that cut police funding, the Austin City Council responded by voting for a $443 million police budget for fiscal year 2022, up 43% from 309 in fiscal 2021. More than 20 other major cities across the United States cut their police budgets last year, including New York, L.A., Chicago, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Minneapolis, and Baltimore. I would be surprised if any one of those cities had a decrease in their homicide rate. I'd be very surprised. I don't. I know New York's had an increase, L.A.'s had an increase, I be, Chicago, uh, what are we even saying there? Milwaukee, yes, Philadelphia, I don't know. But I have been watching a lot of Philadelphia videos of basically it's human zombies, right? I mean, it's just street footage of people on the streets of Philadelphia. Man, what is in the drugs there? They are, I mean, I, I see the streets of Seattle pretty often and I've seen Portland, Portland, Philadelphia? What is going on there? The nation's police forces, including the Austin Police Department, are working on recruitment. Across the nation, recruiting law enforcement officers is very competitive, and the Austin Police Department's recruiting efforts stretch from coast to coast. We are currently advertising and recruiting in several major metropolitan areas around the country, the Austin Police spokesman said in an email to the Daily Signal, adding... The Austin Police Department has always been at the forefront of recruiting and training the most highly qualified applicants in the nation. It seems like all departments say that, though, right? Isn't that the isn't that the official statement that you're supposed to give? I mean, is there in in police management? Is there like um, is there an online site where you go to it's kind of on the back end? All right, we need to put out a politically correct statement here. How do we say that you we're like every other department, but make it sound like we are the one department that are really outstanding in our field of recruiting? Well, we've always been at the forefront of recruiting and training the most highly qualified applicants in the nation, in the nation. Our recruiting efforts, efforts are in full swing for cadet classes starting in 2022. The Austin Police Department currently has an officer retention program focused on officers who are eligible for full retirement. And it's currently exploring additional officer retention programs. They've got to come up with something to say other than, holy crap, we don't have enough police officers. Right? Because that, that that might alarm folks a little bit. And when we hear um, permanent interim chief Diaz from the Seattle Police Department talk, <laughs> the guy does a good job. He, he, does a, he does a good job of stating the obvious without Super harsh words, but sometimes you just wish. All right, well, why don't you just why don't you just tell us what you're really saying? Because we're reading between the lines here, and it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. He'll say something like, "Well, with the number of officers that we have on the streets today." It may be difficult to um, handle all calls that uh, that we've got going, you know, something like that. And you're like, okay, so not enough cops. Bottom line. Right. All right. We can figure that one out. Dismissing spike in crime. All right. Let's let's just let's dismiss the spike in crime somehow. Let's look and see what that looks like. But pouring money back into the city's police departments is unfortunate, said Kathy Mitchell, policy coordinator for Just Liberty. An Austin activist group that advocated cutting the police budget. Ah, oh, interesting. Higher crime rates, Mitchell argues, have little to do with fewer police officers. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that's that's one opinion. Certain crimes have increased nationwide. We know that. They've increased in cities that cut their budgets. We know that. They've increased in cities that did not cut their budgets. Yes, we know that. Mitchell, also a member of the city's Reimagining Public Safety Task Force, told the Daily Signal. How is that reimagining going? So when you had to refund that that budget, what were your thoughts and feelings? Yeah, tough, right? Greg Abbott just kind of dropped the hammer. Yeah, Here's what's going to happen. That's governor of, of uh, Texas. Here's what's going to happen if you defund the police. Yeah, it's not going to work out well for you as a municipality. So they've increased in cities that have very high police to population staffing ratios. And they've increased in cities that do not. She said, it is very clear that there's no relationship between how many police the city has and what they did in the last budget cycle to what is happening to certain crimes right now. Maybe not. Um, but When you don't have enough police officers on the street and you didn't have enough to begin with, that's not going to work out well. And that's what we're talking about. It's not a good scenario. How many of these murders are just not going to be solved because they're spread thin? And I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, what was the podcast I did most recently where it was like, oh, um, Because here in the state of Washington, our governor is mandating that damn near everybody get the jab, that um, police officers, given the number of officers that have not submitted their COVID paperwork, um, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do if, in fact, the number of officers that haven't submitted their paperwork actually separate from the police department. If that happens, what do they do? And they're talking about basically... You know, if you've got a badge of any kind whatsoever, we're going to need you to be out in the streets right now. I don't care if you haven't been out in the field in 20 years and you've been behind the desk, you know, pushing a pencil, whatever it is you're doing, tapping on that keyboard. And I'm not making fun of anybody who's on the back end or, you know, back desk or whatever as you call it, not out in the street. What I'm saying is that the (laughs) the mandate's going to be, we need all hands on deck. We're, we're going to have to have all officers on deck because it's not looking pretty. My belief is, and uh, the state troopers just released their numbers here in the state of Washington. And I believe like 93 or 97% of all the state troopers have been vaccinated. I mean, it's an incredibly high number. You might as well just go, all right, they've reached herd immunity. Let's just let them those guys do their thing because- Um, yeah, they're above 90%. How much more do you want? Uh, If you're a governor, how much more do you do you want everybody just no matter what at just no matter what kind of feels that way, right? In June, KVUE reported that violent crime in Austin has far outpaced the population which has grown by 4% in the past five years, beginning in 2017. Murderers saw a 200% increase over five years, KVUE found. Aggravated assaults were up by 36%, car thefts by 77%. Only burglaries were down by 9%. It's interesting, isn't it? Austin is spending about $30 million on efforts to reimagine police. Last summer, the task force issued an interim report that says, police do not and cannot prevent crime from happening. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that's what you came up with when you're reimagining and rethinking? Police do not and cannot prevent crime from happening? Huh. In 2019, fewer than half of the crimes in the U.S. were reported, and fewer than half of those reported were solved. Okay, what does that say about our ability to handle crime? Hmm, yeah. How's that reimagining and rethinking going? So only 32.5% of household property crimes were reported, and only 17.2% of property crimes reported were cleared. The task force report says, adding, police do not spend most of their time addressing violent crime. Well, it seems like they do now, because that's pretty much what they're going on calls for. Less than 1% of calls the Austin Police Department responds to are related to violent crime. Is that true? I don't know. Even then, there is often little they can do by the time they arrive. So should we just not show up for crimes at all based on this information? Just, yeah, don't even make an effort. We'll work it out somehow, somehow else. I don't think so. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's our next section here. The money cut from Austin's police budget went to hire paramedics and buy ambulances and to open up another shelter for victims of domestic violence, Mitchell said. The 911 dispatch operation and the forensic lab were separated temporarily from the police department, but were reconnected after the council restored funding, she said. The actual cuts last summer were not large. There was a rebucketing of divisions, Mitchell said, adding that a temporary closure of the police academy and routine requ- retirements led to staffing issues more than budget cuts did. Hmm. I don't really believe that for a second. There's an enormous amount of weeping and gnashing of teeth in this town because, for a very short time, thanks to lawsuits and complaints and huge attrition problems at the police academy, The city closed it temporarily, she said. Is that a reason to panic? Absolutely not. Unless you're on the wrong end of the 911 phone call, needing said police coverage, and you don't have any. Then you might want to panic. That's what we're talking about here, right? The council's increase in the police budget creates a new baseline because the state law passed by a Republican legislature and signed by a Republican governor, Prevent cities and other jurisdictions in Texas in Texas from decreasing funding for police departments as circumstances change. I wish they'd do that here in Washington state. I wish they'd do that in a lot of states. That's just not going to happen, is it? Because for a split, split second there, defunding the police was all the rage. And that was just, that was the thing to do. I mean, we were having defund the police uh, departments, you know, parties on the street that were Yeah, we we said they were Black Lives Matter or whatever else other, you know, causes were thrown in there by those on the far left. And uh, we supported defunding the police, you know, just kind of as a city of Seattle here. Didn't work out well. So this has become a very strange fight where conservatives who once believed in smaller government and less spending. uh, I think that's still the case. But the little thing of public safety That's where that's where I think Republicans kind of draw the line. Well, so smaller government, less spending are doubling down on the very most expensive kind of staffing to do the maximum number of things. This is a very strange place for the GOP to have ended up. No, no, it's it's not. It's not. Public safety is important. We recognize that. And when you don't have enough police officers, police men and women, it's not a good look and things don't go in the right direction. And that's where we are right now. So what's going to happen moving forward? Yeah, well, we're just going to have this cluster just kind of like we've got and all the shipping container ships that are out at sea, just bobbing along in the ocean, waiting to bring their stuff in. We've got, we've got big, big demand for police officer service. And we've got very little supply because we did that whole defund the police. And it's not just the budget issue of defunding the police. I think it's the demoralizing of the police officers to the point where they just didn't want to come to work. And I don't blame them at all. The nonsense I saw at the quote unquote peaceful protests, I wouldn't want to deal with that ever. It was ridiculous. People just screaming at cops screaming at cops just voicing absolute nonsense that's what was happening now there there was some component obviously to um the peaceful protest that at some point somewhere i didn't see much of it where it was indicated that they were actually going to do some kind of protest but most of it was you know just some uh it was some crazy chanting and a, a lot of just bizarre stuff that uh I didn't believe in. And it, you know, the attitudes towards the police were wildly off kilter with, um, you know, I think where we need to be. I think they were a massive overcorrection to what we had going on. And um, it hasn't been healthy. And the communities that Black Lives Matter has indicated that they're trying to help and serve and protect. Those communities have probably been impacted the most throughout the whole defund the police thing. And take a look at Chicago. Take a look at those numbers. What do those numbers say? Take a look at Portland. Take a look at the neighborhoods that crime rates have been going through the roof in in Portland. Take a look at Atlanta. It's not good. Take a look at Rainier Beach here in Seattle. It's not good. It's not good. And so I'm not saying that refunding the police is going to make this better, but you got to do something. You got to do something somewhere. And the reimagining and the rethinking that's kind of been put on hold, hasn't it? Feels that way. So that's where we sit. We don't have enough police officers to cover the crime going on and we don't have the ability to hire more. Uh, in quick fashion, because so many of them kind of taking themselves out of the workplace, I believe, and it's like a lot of the other industries, where you don't have enough personnel to do all the jobs that are out there. We just know that that's the thing. So that's where we sit. It'll be super interesting moving forward to kind of see when these crime levels do start to taper off and come down. What does that look like? What do we talk about then? I don't know for sure. I'll be talking about it right here in the Seattle real estate podcast. Okay, that's it for me on this one kind of a rambling podcast. But I think Austin deserves some coverage of this and what's going on because of that whole um, deal with the governor saying, Yeah, we're not on board with defunding. Here's what's going to happen if you do that. Mm, It's not going to work out well for you. So there's one approach. Hmm, Texas, Texas versus Washington. The pros, the cons. Hmm. Got a lot of cons in Washington right now. Our our vaccine mandates are just out of control, wild. We're right. We're always right behind California. Whatever California is doing, you can look at California and go, "Well, that's going to happen to Washington in a couple of weeks." It's like we're lockstep off by a couple of weeks. Crazy. Whatever happens, I'll bring it to you right here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part. I'll catch up with you soon. Till then, stay safe. Hopefully you don't have to call 911. We'll talk soon. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.